Welcome to the Excavation Safety Alliance podcast, where leaders in damage prevention sit down to tell stories, highlight new technology, and share their passion for safety. Hi, I'm Scott Landis, president of Infrastructure Resources. Uh, we published the DP Pro magazine as well as own and produce the Global Excavation Safety Conference and also the Excavation Safety Alliance, a new membership program that is just kicking off. Um, so today, this is an interview that's part of our Ask the Expert series. It's, uh, we do it with a lot of our authors and really try to highlight key things in the article and actually a lot of times uh, expand on it even more than the article. Today, I'm here with Dan Bigman, founder and president of Bigman Geophysical. So the one article we're gonna talk about today is the move to multi-frequency and how GPR antenna can help you with your field projects. Before we really dive into the article though, I'd like Dan to talk a little bit about his background so you can understand the perspective he's coming from. So my background is uh, originally I got into GPR through archeology, span um, went to graduate school and sort of focused in archeological geophysics. And then when I came out, I uh, taught at the university, I'm sorry, at Georgia State University uh, for two years. Um, we took students on field projects into the bottomlands of South Carolina. We took them to field projects in, you know, uh, uh, on the uh, reservation of the Cherokee. And so um, I've been around did quite quite a bit of uh, of, of field work, and um, but always working sort of in that that near surface where archaeological remains as well as pipe and utilities sit. And a lot of times on archaeological sites, we actually find both. Um, and so that's kind of my background. And uh, uh, and. After moving to the private sector, I expanded the applications that we work on, and I've worked all over the world on structural uh, uh, inspection projects, uh, uh, you know, buried pipes and utility projects, environmental projects, archaeological projects, um, and uh, uh, and one thing that I've definitely seen is more antenna can help projects. More, you know, the, the more frequencies can help the professional um, capture more of the subsurface. Yeah, that's a great point. There's no question you're extremely qualified to be talking about this. Um, but before we even get in any deeper, maybe you could just explain the basics of what GPR really is and, and, and how it works. Absolutely. So GPR stands for ground penetrating radar. It's a, a geophysical technique that uses electromagnetic waves. And so it uses an antenna that sits at the ground surface. That antenna produces electromagnetic pulses which travel through the subsurface and will reflect or bounce off of objects that are buried in the subsurface. And if uh, the GPR can record those reflections at the surface, then it can note the location and potentially the depth of those objects. And so if you collect information with a GPR, you know, all over a project site, you can potentially model that information in a three-dimensional view, uh, which can be put into various programs to help sort of engineers during either design phases, refurbishment, or just manage assets over time to maximize the uh, uh, life cycle of, of those assets. Well, well that's, that's a really great explanation. And I know you, you mentioned uh, earlier the multi-frequency and, you know, GPR has obviously been used for a while in our industry, but there does seem to be a big trend towards using the multi-frequency. Um, would you agree? And, and kind of if so, why do you think that's been happening? So I think that that's been happening, and, and I do agree. I think that there's been a big push towards multi-frequency, um, although multi-frequency may not anymore mean multiple antennas. 
And so uh, multi-frequency has had a big push in our industry because GPR really does have limitations. And so one of its major limitations is, is based on the frequency that the GPR or ground penetrating radar operates on. So the higher the frequency that it operates on, the better the resolution and the smaller the pipes you can find with that GPR antenna. However, there's a problem, which is the higher the frequency, the shallower it's going to be able to investigate. And so alternative is use a lower frequency. And the lower frequencies will travel much further into the subsurface or can, um, but their drawback is that you will only be able to identify larger pipes, right? And so there's no one catch-all frequency that allows you to find or inventory all of the pipes and utilities, you know, in the subsurface uh, by itself. And so the push towards multi-frequency systems is critical because it allows the technician in the field or the engineer in the field to inventory more assets, reduce probability of damage on more assets, and help increase site safety across project sites because more frequencies are allowing you to capture information on more uh, uh, buried services. Yeah, that does kind of sound like a no-brainer, huh? but um, are there situations where a single frequency uh, equipment is still a better choice? Uh, so I'm not going to say better, right? So the, the way that it works is the following, right? Where um, there's a benefit to, single, to a single uh, uh, antenna. And the single antenna benefit is that there's no noise or interference between multiple antennas in the same box. So the more antennas you add into the same box to, you know, the same shield, um, the more potential there is for influence from one antenna to, to another. So that's a benefit of having a single uh, an antenna. However, you know, the trade-off may be beneficial to be able to capture multiple layers in the subsurface in a faster amount of time, you know, even though there might be a little bit of influence from one uh, antenna to, uh, to another. Now, what multi-frequency used to mean was multiple antenna of different frequencies in the same system. It's still a great option, but now there are alternatives to that which are, I think, equally as good. And I think it's up to the user to sort of make the decision of what's best for them. And so one additional option now is sort of an expanded uh, bandwidth that a single antenna is putting out. And what it means is instead of a typical sort of range of frequencies that an antenna is putting out, it will actually put out 20 or 30% more than normal. And so that helps capture a wider range of frequencies, even with one antenna. So that's another possibility that's come onto the market. And I think it's, it's a very viable and useful uh, um, addition. Second uh, alternative now is something called step frequency continuous wave. And so basically it allows one antenna to cycle through multiple different frequencies over time in a continuous waveform. And so same point is that it still expands the amount of frequencies that are available for one single uh, antenna. So the market's pushed and has had this problem which is that typical single frequency antennas are limited. And so the you know, solution has been multiple fold, right? It's how do we deal with this? And one is to put more of them in the same box, so a multi-frequency system, you know, multi-antenna. One is to expand the bandwidth that a single antenna is gonna actually create. And then one is to cycle through frequencies in the step frequency continuous wave um, to help inventory more assets of different sizes at a greater variety of depths.
That's yeah, that's interesting. And I one of the things I saw I read in the article that was I thought real interesting was I guess I hadn't really realized how dramatically the ground or the soil conditions can actually change in a relatively small job. And you talk about one particular instance in there and where it went from um, basically uh, loose, not loose ground, but uh, not super compacted ground. And then all of a sudden it became clay. And so is there um, a, a different GPR um, solution for that kind of thing? Is one technology work better than another if you've got all those soil conditions in one close area? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, here's what can happen is if you have two, you know, separate frequencies uh, or an expanded range of frequencies, you know, in the same system and you go from an area on one site where here, here's where it can happen is let's say that you had, uh, um, you had to have a site that was graded flat. You may have part of the site that had been graded, which is going to be less consolidated soil than an area that I'm from Georgia. So compact undisturbed Georgia red clay is what we call it. Uh, they're going to be two different conditions, but you can encounter both of those on the same exact site um, if grading had to be produced, you know, had to be uh, uh, um, conducted on, on half the site to make it flat, right? Then you have half the site that's unconsolidated and half the site that's compact. In that situation, what may happen is a higher frequency antenna will allow you to see a pipe or utility in really high definition uh, in the loosely compacted soil, right, in, in the unconsolidated soil. And it'll be a great tool to have while you're pushing the GPR uh, uh, on that side, right, of, of the project site. But when you cross over to that native side that maybe only was trenched in to lay the pipe in, um, the clay is going to eat away at your signal strength much quicker. And so having a lower frequency in the same, you know, capacity for lower frequency in the same system may help you still resolve that piper utility, um, even if your higher frequency has totally diminished its strength. So the, you know, quality of the, of the returning signal may not be as crisp as it was with high frequency, but it may allow you to at least find it and mark it and avoid it, um, you know, to prevent that, to prevent that damage. So they could be really critical. And on the same site, we have seen pretty dramatic changes in uh, uh, soil conditions and, uh, and having a wider range of frequencies can be very helpful and, uh, and allow you to be more successful. So is there, can you think of any circumstances where um, the multi-frequency uh, would not be as good as a single frequency? Yeah, I mean, so the, the, again, the big sort of um, one that's hanging out there is that they can influence each other and create noise. And so, um, uh, um, you know, that is, if it's really noisy, then it's a drawback. And so it's sort of up to the electrical engineers, which I'm not one, um, but to, you know, it's, it's up to them to sort of make sure that the trade-off is worthwhile. And I think that was a reason why they didn't come out for a long time was sort of, you know, the dampening technology had to, ha had to be developed and, you know, w whatever else they put into the you know, into that, in, into that system to help avoid such dramatic influence, uh, I think it had to be developed. And until it was really ready to go to market where you can distinctly see quality data from two different antennas, um, you know, it wasn't worth putting out. And so, uh, so that, isn't, that is a situation where a single fre a frequency or a single antenna would be um, particularly useful. Okay. 
Well, that that's great stuff. That was an interesting article, and I think that was a was a really great recap. I think uh, people will walk away with some really good information. So, uh, want to thank you a lot today, Dan, for uh, participating in our uh, Ask the Expert series. And you're you're obviously one of those experts. So, thanks again. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to the Excavation Safety Alliance podcast, an infrastructure resources initiative. Join the Alliance at excavationsafetyalliance.com, where you can find full video editions of this podcast, training videos, a vibrant community, and so much more.